Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is the only asset you should put your money into, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I'm I'm good, Matt. I'm good. If you want to give Zach your money, you can find him on Twitter at Zach Mabry. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker, and we as a podcaster, Roman Circus Pod. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. Email us podcast at romancircusblog.com. Leave us a review if you want, and uh, find us wherever podcasts are. Zach, we had a lot, a lot of important things today. Yeah. To talk about. But I want to start with some breaking news. I don't know if you saw this, but this is coming down right as we pressed record. Amazon says CEO Jeff Bezos will be transitioning <gasps> to the role of executive oh. chair in court in Q3. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Andy, that's. Andy Jassy to become CEO of Amazon. So Bezos out as Amazon CEO. Wow, that's crazy. He still like impresses me because um, during his divorce, they said they had his like dirty texts and they didn't leak, which I thought was really impressive because like most of that stuff leaks. So I'm like, imagine how powerful he's got to be, you know? That is true. Well, everybody runs their stuff through AWS. So he has control of all the information. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a whole, that's a whole thing, but that's true. Maybe that's how he kept it. He only sends uh, inappropriate photos via his own servers. That's right. what I would advise yeah. all of our users. <laughs> he, uh, he just looked at 2020 and how much money he made and thought, man, you know, it just can't get any better than this. Well, um, (laughs) I don't even know what, I mean, okay. The thing is, is this executive chairman, that's an interesting Mm -hmm. role. And I'm just wondering like how active that will be. Cause like, um, at American, there was always a CEO and a president, which, Mm -hmm. um, the CEO was also the chairman. So I'm just wondering if it's a similar thing where like, ultimately, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm too, I'm too, uh, uh, dumb to know what any of that stuff means. I just know that, you know, I'm worried that this will just take a dent and make in the, uh, the wealth that he's accumulated and he won't be the richest person. Elon will finally just blast right past him. I do. I do like the meme power of, of Elon. Yeah. So that's uh that's the big news. Uh, he for some reason picked Candlemas to say it, so he figured Christmas is over. So he might as well uh, get on with Lent, and Lent means that we have to go without Jeff Bezos. Sack. It's the it's truly the uh, the worst Lent of all. But we'll get into that. We will. We will down the road. What it's been a few weeks. What's going on? Update the people on your life. Tell you them know, what you've been up to. You know, it's um, it's tax season, so I've been uh, every year having <laughs> to um, work with Americans impacted by the Internal Revenue Service and how it affects their lives. Um, this busy season has been really hard on a lot of families, um, and they're suffering. Um, and so, with uh, for for just. $8 a day, you could make me happier than I currently am by sending me those dollars. Okay. Thank you. That was good. That was very good. Thank so you. You're, yeah, you're full in the middle of tax season. That's why we missed, we missed last week for a few different reasons, but you know, when the, when the people, when the people come a call and you need to be right there to take control. So that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, um, it kicks off weird. And even the IRS, they're not even fully done with the tax returns. Like some of the, all the forms are now ready, but the instructions, which are really important, are still in draft. 
And it's like, uh, guys, like you need to have it together before today. Like, I don't know what, I don't know who thinks it's appropriate to, to literally be like holding people hostage legally. I think everyone has to do their taxes by April 15th, but y'all don't even have the forms done. Like I, yeah. Well, do you have like a, do you have a hot take against the IRS that you want to say right now? No, not really. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like the, you're just make, make up, make up something. I want, I want, I mean, it's not even make up. I'll just say it. it goes back to at least when Obama was president of, they don't fund the IRS um, adequately. So there's not enough personnel. And then that was accelerated under Trump and really exacerbated by the pandemic when they had to shut down some of their processing centers. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't know how they expect anybody to comply with the tax code, but. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets up. Still learning on the, uh, still learning the soundboard. So yeah, I yeah. think it, like, like most things, you know, the Iraq war, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a true bipartisan. The, uh, the sure. Well, yeah. I was saying bipartisanship in America usually means like a failure to maintain domestic services and then um, horrible foreign interventions. So the IRS mm-hmm. is a, another, uh, gold star on the bipartisanship chart. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know. I don't know, folks. It's just been a lot. It's a lot. Okay. And then we've got second round paycheck protection program loans. So I've been working with businesses on getting that Is kind that of the funding. One we got like uh, at the beginning of January or whatever. Oh wait, no paycheck protection. That's the small, that's the business one. Right. Okay. So you, how does, how does that, you just have to like write that into your thing? Well, that's no, I mean, it's a, a whole application. You've got to provide all this documentation on payroll and on what your revenues were last year and that kind of stuff. And so getting, mm-hmm. and they kind of dropped that on us, you know, second week of January and, you know, a lot of companies don't even have their 2020 stuff figured out and not only do you have to have it done but you had to be able to like show how compared to 19 and all this stuff so um it's just been an interesting time but uh you know it's been good i've got a really good team in my accounting business i've got like two different people that um work with me and so the three of us have been uh we've been managing you have three people now wow including yourself i'm one of the three yeah including me yeah yeah okay good yeah. What would you say? What would you say uh, if you had to say, say, uh, I really don't want to do taxes by myself? Say that. I I really don't want to do taxes by myself. Ew, David. Did that come through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's good. Know. Is that like a built in or did you go find that to use? No, I have to go find these things. Amazing. Maybe I need to crank up the sound on them we'll see i mean i heard it we'll see how it turns out for those Mm -hmm. of you that don't subscribe to our patreon we uh we have we're we're on a new platform for recording this podcast and uh, matt has discovered there's this one has a soundboard so we can do all sorts of things Mm -hmm. yeah very exciting okay so that's that that's all that uh and that's that on that that is since last time we recorded uh we have installed a new president we had to turn the computer on and off again to fully complete the installation, but it happened. Uh, a bunch I know, of tech I was like, people, I keep a bunch of tech that, people tried to rush the Capitol to turn off all their computers, Zach. Okay, I had to get that one out. Huh? I was making a storm the Capitol joke. Oh. Anyway, and you think that's something said. funny? Do you think it's funny to joke about <laughs> things like that? <laughs> No, I think it's mostly funny because like literally the the like the Republican baseball team got people shooting at them and that was kind of like, oh, oops. And then this one you've got like non-employees going through the employee only entrance and the, apparently the whole country was at risk for 4 hours, but um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh so yeah, that I get wait, so we haven't done a real episode since that happened. Uh, actually we probably have, but oh, okay. know, I forget okay, what good. day it is. Oh, it's Candlemas. 
Candlemas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I guess a good point, like I'm, I'll be, after we're done, I'll be putting away my, the last of my Christmas decor. Um, mm-hmm. But Candlemas is the sort of final close to the Christmas season. So mm-hmm. pack it up, folks. Put the, Take those Santa, lights down. Santa didn't see his shadow. So there will not be six more weeks of Christmas. I straight up don't understand the Groundhog Day thing. Did I just say it wrong? No, I mean, I, I mean, you, you were referencing it. Obviously, it's not Santa that looks for this. It's a groundhog, hence the name. But I don't, I don't know what any yeah, of that means. Which one? Which one is it? Oh, oh! If you see, yeah, if he sees a shadow, there's six more weeks of winter. Uh, because who knows? And if he doesn't see a shadow, there is not six more weeks of winter also because of reasons. So I think that clears it up. I think, if, I think it's nice clear. If you, if you engage with this, you're inviting demons into your life. I think that's what I'm hearing. If you engage with this wizardry, Groundhog's Day, you're basically saying it's open season in your body and soul to be uh, infiltrated by demons. What if the groundhog just can't be bothered that day? That's what I'm talking about. They're like, it got up and it saw itself and it ran and hid. And I was like, girl, same. (laughs) Girl, same. If it does not see its shadow because of cloudiness, spring will arrive early. See, in my mind, if you see your shadow, that means the sun is out. And then sun's out, gun's out, spring's coming early. And if it's cloudy, that must mean winter's still you know, rocking and rolling. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It is, it's just good for them. Good for, good for <laughs> what's his name? Puxatani Pat Phil. Puxatani Phil. Yeah. Well, I, I don't because- believe in that. I believe in a man. I believe in science. I believe in a man called Anthony Fauci. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What did he see today? I don't know. I just like the new two mask things. Like when you're wearing a mask, please wear a mask. Yeah. Um, though I was kind of wearing two. Like when I was when I would fly, I always did my cloth mask, but then I would put a paper mask up in there too. Oh, really? Why was that? And it's, I don't know. Just because it seemed like especially filthy air. And then my cloth mm-hmm. mask, like it has a pa- like a pocket, so I would I would put the paper filter inside that pocket. Which we did all this back when they were saying, don't wear masks. Like when wearing a mask made you an Mm anti-vaxxer. And so technically you had my mask, like when there's a paper mask filter thing in there is cloth Mm -hmm. filter cloth. So I was actually already doing the three masks thing, which is another reason I just can't really jump on board the way everyone's roasting Fauci and like, oh, two masks. Why not three? Because I'm like- Cause you've been out here doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically. Um, <laughs> so good. I didn't mean to hit it. What do you stop it? Stop it. It's going to do it again. Oh, it's like multiple sounds. All right. Uh, I'll fix that in post. Just kidding. Um, okay. So that's that. We, uh, I've said that that a few times, but uh, Candlemas, so we've talked about it before, but it's a good thing to remember that, uh, you know, today is the end. We always get, we always get longer, as we've talked about before, we always get longer for the celebration than we do the, the penitential part of the season, right? right? So, so we get more Christmas than we do Advent and we get more uh, post-Lent than we uh, more Easter, 50 days more, of Easter. Yeah, Easter, then we get Lent. And uh, we get the biggest, longest celebration of all ordinary time, Zach. That's what we get the most of. Um, Cringe. So it's, you know, it's a great, just a great ordinary celebration. Um, but, you know, the Candlemas has happened and it, it goes by the name, like the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus Christ, the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the Feast of the Holy Encounter. And then, yeah, candle. And so the reason on Candlemas, if this isn't like, it's funny because I'll meet, you know, Catholics who grew up going to the Latin Mass and Candlemas is just like part of their, they've just always known Mm -hmm. it. But uh, 
it's called that because the reason is it's the feast where they bless candles. So everybody can bring in right. all their candles, have those things blessed. And then when you burn them in your homes, that's a sacramental. Um, and it's a good thing to do. Exorcists <laughs> always recommend it. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's have you what, ever been also- the blessing of the candles? Have you ever seen it done? No, actually I've never Never have. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Sorry. Okay, continue. Um, well, I was saying to, yeah, <laughs> you get your blessed candles. I had so many blessed a couple years back that I'm still like working off that supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Like I was telling, I was talking to someone about like I, this candlemas is still, fairly new to me even though it's a you know it's a term i've heard i've heard for all of about five years now zach uh Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things i'm still like you know when people about a week out people like oh it's candlemas and that's how i i don't act like actively remember that it's approaching um and you know maybe that's my burden to bear but um basically Hopefully one day, hopefully one day I will, uh, I will remember. Uh, do you know who, you know, which Pope contributed to the spread of the celebration, which is odd termination, uh, odd, uh, term termination, odd, uh, word usage. Terminology, odd terminology, odd usage, odd usage for what we're going yeah. through in this. The, which which pope didn't flatten the curve with regards to candle mass? Is that what you say? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. No. Which, which one? one was it? Pope Gelasius the first, four ninety two to four ninety six. Wow. Okay. So Candlemas goes. So like the association of candles with the feast of the purification goes at least that far back. Yeah. He so it, he did. He clearly did not invent it, but that's what he, he helped spread it. Like bring it off to. That would be great as a like i know popes contribute in their own way but i mean just to like have the lasting effect as a pope to know that you've helped that you've done help do something positive for the faith that it is still going like 1500 years later right and it's good it's uh you know there are dips and dips and dives but he helped contribute to the spread of something that has lasted yeah, and he's being recognized more and more. And he's some, someone um, that's getting recognized more and more for it. Yes, that's good. Right. Well, so then with it being Candlemas, that also means it's time to start thinking about Lent. Can you believe it? It's already almost Lent. Apparently. When is uh, you know what, Ash Wednesday? You know what you're Ash, Wednesday Ash Wednesday is what? The 17th? In two weeks or three weeks, 17th or the 24th? Ash Wednesday? Yeah. Um, I was going to have that ready for this, and I totally... The 17th. Okay. One thing, uh, I don't know quite what I'm giving up yet, but one thing that I don't know if we talked about is how they, they've talked about potentially recommending like the sprinkling of ashes instead of actually placing it on your forehead. Um which I would totally be fine with. I think it's weird to do a sprinkling right with ashes, but I only think it's weird because it's just not how it's done here. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't mind that. I don't like walking around with ashes on my forehead and I don't like, I mean, I get it. It's never really been like the thing I've been eager to do. Like I, you know, I've, Maybe if I had like a television show and I wanted to present my Catholicism to everyone, maybe I would do it. Um, but yeah, it's always a a mixed bag because on one hand, it's like you do want to encourage people to join in on these things. And so the, Mm -hmm. the forehead selfies help with that. But then on the other hand, I don't know, mine never shows up. Like no matter how many times I go and get it, it just looks like a shiny smudge. Yeah. No, oh, like an actual, you'd never get like a cross thing happening. I mean, even, even like, like normally it's, uh, 
like not even, I mean, like maybe a few specks, but it only just looks like grease. Like the, the coloring doesn't even come through. Well, that's kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know it. I mean, I guess that's an opportunity when people stare at you and like you have dirt on your forehead and you can like, you can pull them aside and just be like, I do not have dirt on my forehead. I have ashes. And then you can like talk to them about it, I guess. But I don't know. This is, it's probably like my most, as people always say, like what's your take or however they worded about like, what's your take on thing. And mine is, mine is like, I just don't actually like, I don't know if care is the right word, but like, I'm never super eager about the idea of Ash Wednesday. So, you know, run, run me off to the gulags. The gulags. Mm -hmm. We need to do an expose on the gulags. I think it's a model worth revisiting in far as like for instruction and, um, what would they do? What would, uh, like you could do it to help teach like remedial catechism to people, (laughs) um, who don't understand the faith. They could, they could, because I mean, they'd be able to make that their full thing. Like a lot of people maybe don't have time to go to catechism class because of work, worldly responsibilities, things like that. But in a gulag model, you could, um, like send them there and have that be how it's done. Are they allowed to leave the gulag? I mean, when they complete their course of study. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, obviously. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, so Septuagesima has begun the sort of pre-Lent period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we, we have our three pre-Lenten Sundays. Right, in the What's Latin that? Mass, they take out the, they are, they've stopped the Alleluia. Yeah. Apparently there's Anglicans who they, they literally write like Alleluia on paper and they bury it Mm -hmm. before this season. And then they like dig it back up at Easter. Um, Interesting. That's wild to me. Uh, Yeah. You know, bury the Alleluia, but yeah, it's wild that they take it to that level. But the, the Anglos are very literary people. So it, I guess it's not too surprising. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so remind everyone the next few weeks, Septuagesima, Quadragesima, and Septuagesima, Sexagesima. Sexagesima. Yeah. That's the one all the middle schoolers never forget. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. But I don't know. Do you know what you're going to give up? Do you have any idea? Sorry, you cut out and I couldn't hear anything that was happening for a minute. Oh, no. I just asked if you know what you're going to give up for Lent. Um, I don't. I haven't made any decisions. I think a Mm -hmm. big thing I'm thinking about this year is, okay, obviously in our post-COVID pandemic world, a lot of the cool stuff about life is not allowed and not happening anymore. (laughs) Right. And I think that can maybe give people a sort of sense of, Oh, I'm doing enough penance. Cause like, yeah, you know, everything is lame and cringe right now, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to have a penitential mindset. Even when things are tough, I don't think that, I mean, the ancient Catholics had things pretty bad for several centuries. And I don't, I don't think that they, wrote themselves permission slips to not do Lent as a result. So, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my thinking on that. You should have answered and should have been like, Oh, such an important question. And then rambled for a few seconds and been like, uh, I'll circle back around. Let's circle back around to that. It's so funny. So I, my, I don't, I I posted that video. Like I re video tweeted it. Mm Mm-hmm. And my tweet of that got mentioned on the Patrick Madrid show. The, the, sorry, the Patrick, you said Patrick Madrid show? Yeah. 
So I guess Patrick Madrid referenced that video and then he attributed it to my tweet, which was funny because if you look at my tweet, the video, it's it's when you like retweet, when you repost a video someone else posted. So you could follow it back yeah. to the real source. No, you take um, it. Take all that. Take all that, that credit. Take all the credit. You did it. It's your video. You found it. You cut it out and you posted it. Okay. We ran into some technical difficulties that's what happens when you're doing live tv folks you sometimes run into technical difficulties so anyway yeah. we were talking we were talking about you got uh uh credited for a video you had nothing to do with and i was saying that you take the right but it was just funny that yeah so that's where when patrick madrid talked about it he credited it to me but then the other thing so the video i, I thought it was hilarious how many times um Mm-hmm. Saki, the pre- Jen Saki, the press secretary for Biden, kept uh, kept saying, "Oh, we'll circle back on that. We'll circle back on that." Yada yada. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I think like she's fine as a press secretary. At the end of the day, like she gives off bad vibes. But I, everyone was like, "She's so stupid." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "What do they I mean, want from their press secretary?" You don't have to a, like her. It's a stupid theatrical position. Yeah. It's a stupid job. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. And I just like, I'm I'm not going to like turn my brain off now that mm-hmm. Biden is president the way that people did with Trump. Like I can't, I can't be <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah. No, I agree. You, you can't be stupid, Zach. I know, and so many people can't not be stupid, but I'm here to mm-hmm. say that I can't be stupid. So, anyway, yeah, that was kind of funny. Though, then there was another follow-up video where she, someone re-asked a question. She's like, "That's right, you asked about mm-hmm. it," and then she starts turning her uh, little page. She's like, yeah, <laughs> trying she's to like, find oh, her, yeah, I, I, her I said binder I where she to it, and she just like kept flipping, and then she's just like. And she just kept, and I'm like, how many pages is she going to turn? I was like, is this, and then, yeah. And then she made reference to the online meme. She's like, I don't want to disappoint conservative Twitter on the circling back. And I was like, she broke rule number one, guys. You never let trolls know that, that you're thinking about them. Like she made it clear that people yeah, got in her never, head with that circle back. Never meme. acknowledge the haters. Like Sarah Sanders never let that happen. People called her fat and ugly people. And she just kind of like, like she pointed out, I think at one point that it wasn't yeah. very feminist of them to be like um, pointing out her appearance, but like she still never cracked. And then obviously Kaylee Mack, like, you really just can't ever feed, you can't feed the trolls. Like never even show them that mm-hmm. they've caused Which you is to you flinch do on this podcast. Right. So I don't know when the haters come after what do you, you mean? just roll all the way to the bank. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't upset me. It shouldn't upset you. What strangers on the internet have to say about you and your life. Um, that's why it's sometimes a good idea to like, not, I don't know. I don't know what people expect. Like they'll share really deep things about themselves and that can have its role. But like, if you're expecting people to care, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Like people have a lot going on. They're probably behind on a bunch of work. They probably have like a spouse or someone close to them mad at them. So like your trauma as somebody that they only encounter through a screen is not mm-hmm. like they're at capacity, you know, the, uh, but thanks for reaching out, but, yeah. uh, I'm currently, they, uh, did you see, uh, so did you see, you know, I Googled Pope Francis to see what was going on with, uh, go going on with our dear Pope Francis. Uh, we we do such a yeah. good job on our covering church news the one headline component I, of the podcast. Before I get to what we were going to talk about, I said it says Pope denounces violence against women, demands protection. So in my mind, he's like, "You guys out there, gotta stop being violent towards women." But then he he turns around and is like, 
and I'm going to need protection from the guys who are being violent against women. That's that's what I thought that was uh, good. He he added a feast to the calendar, the feast of Martha, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. I saw that. By Hannah Brockhouse of CNA. I didn't realize yeah, that there that wasn't like a feast of Lazarus. To have. He uh, added, yeah, he, or I mean Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. The sorry, feast of MLM. MLM. They should the uh, feast of MLM. You, what you do on that feast is you get a bunch of other feasts that you can sell to other people, and they can start their own feast business, and they can sell feasts to other people. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever wanted to have your very? Own I need help. Feast? I got I got a garage full of feasts, and I can't get rid of them. Pope, Pope Francis on Tuesday added the memorial of Saints Mary, Martha, and Lazarus to the general Roman calendar, uh, giving the siblings the combined feast day of July 29th. Uh, he's like, Martha and Mary, you can have this, but you got to share it with your brother. It's like the video you posted where it's like, yeah, you guys can start a band, but you have to take your brother, and it's the ladies singing and dancing, and the, the, the brother off to the side dancing all crazily. Remember that one? That was so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Daddy Cool, the best. Uh, what about it? Daddy Cool. I know. They, they also do the um, like the most comprehensive history of Russia. Really? Is their song Rasputin. It like walks you through all the what? Yeah, it's it talks you through who he was, how he got tangled up in the affairs of Romanov's like family, 70s disco vibe? the political ramifications of that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those songs that's like nine minutes long, but um, it it like it really does. It's it's pretty much everything I know about Russian history. I learned Birmingham, from right. That's our- the song Rasputin. They do the song called Ma Baker, which is yeah what we call my grandma whose last name is Baker. We call her Ma. So I sent that song. I, I, what? No. Yeah, I do. I said, I, no, you don't. Oh, in like a, oh, in you. like a shut up uh, kind of way. So I sent that to her and she loved it. She's like, I can't understand what they're saying, but I love it. Uh, in a decree from the congregation for divine worship, said on February 2nd that Pope Francis had included the three saints in the general Roman calendar, considering the most important evangelical witness they offered in welcoming the Lord Jesus into their home and listening to him attentively and believing that he is the resurrection and the life. Uh, the memorial. Well, and Lazarus was, they literally just got in a boat and they brought Christianity to France. Lazarus was the, um, the Bishop of Marseille and uh, Mary the Magdalene Memorial of St. Martha was already included so. on January 29th in the general Roman calendar before the Second Vatican Council. But Saints Lazarus and Mary had been originally left off due to the uncertainty about the identity of Mary Magdalene. Which is dumb. Again, this is one of those things where like they invent some new method that sucks. And then they say, well, according to this new method, we can't prove things that we've known for hundreds of years. And it's like, okay, well, that's great. But I don't like, like, sorry, we couldn't find her IP address. So therefore, <laughs> historically, she, she was using incognito mode. The decree explained that these uncertainties have been resolved in recent studies and times and pointed out that Mary and Lazarus are already commemorated on the 29 July 29th in the Roman Martyrology the Saints sorry the church's official catalog of martyrs and saints so I do love the martyrology that could be a good lent thing to start doing is every morning just read the martyrology um cuz it's just a list of people mm-hmm. on that day most of whom were martyred and I think it's a good like charge up for the day. Like you read about so-and-so as the bishop of, you know, um, Venice and was uh, beheaded at a dinner party. Thanks be to God. Like it's a cool, 
um, reminder of, of what people have given for the faith. And I, it's like a nice way to go off into your day is to just read the Roman martyrology for, for that day. Parties. Cause yeah, it's just a list of saints. Pope Francis also added three other saints and doctors of the church as optional memorials. Uh, St. Hildegard will be commemorated. Nice. Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Dr. Biden. Dr. Hildegard of Bingen. Oh, sorry, Saint Wait, Hildegard. Hildegard is a doctor now? Uh, well, maybe, I think, actually, I think she, Hildegard might be. Will be commemorated on September 17th. St. Gregory of Narek will, on February 27th. And St. John of Avila on May 10th. So Pope Francis uh been a busy fella. He also, uh, St. Hildegard is a doctor of the church, by the way. Um uh, oh, nice. She is one of the best known composers of sacred. Is that new? Manifony. Manifony. It's not polyphony. It's the other one. Uh, nice. So she's not part of the poly community. Uh, October, October um, 7th, 2012, Pope Benedict XVI named her a doctor of the church in recognition of her holiness of life and the originality of her teaching. I wish I'd known that. I'm clearly an idiot. She also like invented intermittent fasting and that kind of stuff. I mean, didn't invent it, but um, she did a lot of stuff on health. What? Okay. Doctor of Gains, yes. Um, But yeah, there's like... Uh, there's blogs and stuff on like natural health remedies from medieval times. And most of them are drawing on the works of um, Hildegard. Just of, them bringing, uh, her, bringing her so, their findings. Like, it's kind of cool. We used leeches. And then she's like, you did what? Leeches. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, Pope Francis like, also mm-hmm. set an annual date to honor forgotten grandparents and elders. Pope Francis has established an annual date to honor grandparents and other elders, lamenting that they are often forgotten despite the wisdom they have to offer society. Pope Francis on Sunday announced that every That's year great. on the fourth Sunday of July, the Roman Catholic Church will pay tribute to older adults who have thoughts and words of wisdom to offer. Uh, my dad is a grandparent and I don't think that he needs any more encouragement uh but you know pope francis says so so thankfully the the pope himself has intervened and 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 said no matt actually this year francis will celebrate a special mass in honor of them on the evening of july 25th pandemic restrictions permitting the vatican said <laughs> customary sunday Cringe. noon remarks Francis noted that each year on July 26, the church honors Saints Anne's and Joachim, the parents of Jesus' mother Mary. And he ended by saying, The Chiefs will beat the Bucks by a score of 31 to 17. Grand- wow. Now he's doing that. He's in that game. Yeah, Did he offer? He said, is he buying into GameStop? Don't. <laughs> Don't let Wall Street win. Yeah. Diamond hands. Francis said, transmit life and faith experiences to the young. So that's that. Uh, Maybe. That's great. That's charming. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff you look to with a pope. You're like, you know what? That's great. Grandparents Um, are sweet. Maybe the biggest thing Pope Francis has coming up is he's going to the Iraq therefore such as yeah oh is he? Francis's visit to the country next month will mark the first time a Pope has visited Iraq Um, which seems wow like ever? or I mean I guess Iraq is not the land a Pope has passed through before Pope Francis says he is determined to travel to Iraq, Iraq next month, despite coronavirus limitations in what will be the first ever papal visit to the Middle East country, even if social distancing requirements 
prevent Iraqi Christians from seeing him in person. They will see that the Pope is there in their country. One thing about uh, the, the don't worry, Iraqi people, you may have to social distance from each other, but the bombs and weapons won't distance themselves from your country. Am I right, Zach? Oh, well, okay. yeah, <laughs> now that, that, hey, yeah, now that the neocons have control of the executive branch again, then yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm glad that he, it, it's timely, I think, for the Pope to make a visit over there. Cause I mean, I think you've seen as soon as the administration changed hands, just like a Duck barrage of new stories about, you know, just like, yeah, lots of, Oh, Iran's going to have WMDs and Oh, you know, new attacks. You know, I mean, it's like all the defense contractors and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, all these folks are like really getting excited because you know could be open season for them again. So I think it's good that the Pope is gonna. He says, "I am the um, pastor of people who are suffering." Go visit. He said, adding that he would consider. He said he would Wait, really? consider taking a regular commercial flight to Iraq. Really, a man of the people. I don't know why anyone. He's like. Keep, he's like I'm almost <laughs> yeah. executive platinum. I can't. He's like I don't get any points yeah, when I said American is doing plane. me a solid and allowing me to roll over my points from last from 2019. Uh, so we have to start building those back up again. Uh, his trip to Iraq, Iraq, will mark the first time he's traveled abroad since visiting Japan and Thailand in November of 2019. He was forced to cancel his other trips into the pandemic. Uh, he will take into consideration the evolution of the worldwide health emergency upon traveling to Iraq. Uh, it's going to happen March 5th through 8th. He's expected to visit Baghdad, Mosul, and Ur. Ur. Uh, the southern city named in the Bible is the birthplace of Abraham, which is, uh, that's cool. That, uh, that alone makes it weird that no... Pope has visited before, but I'm sure there's been some sort of, like we said, pass through. One thing, you know, uh, oh, the sure. Iraqi foreign minister has described Francis's trip as a message of peace to Iraq and the whole region. Uh, no modern Pope has ever traveled to Iraq. In 1999, preparations were underway for Pope John Paul II to visit as part of his Middle Eastern pilgrimage, but the trip was scrapped after Saddam Hussein's government said it couldn't ensure the pontiff's safety, uh, which I guess if he says it, you got to believe it. That, that's like that's like one of those mob things where yeah. they go to your business and like, if we don't do security for your business, we can't keep your business safe. <laughs> yeah, like Yelp. <laughs> if you don't... <laughs> Uh, Pope Francis says he doesn't want Iraq's Catholics to be disappointed for a second time. So that's good. That's a. I think this would be. Yeah. I think they've been disappointed more than once. Just in general, not like in him, but just in um, the hand that they've been dealt. Yeah, just just overall, I feel like they've got a list of. They wish you on about of grievances. Um, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing that. He's well, kind of gonna... a COVID truther a little bit, like. I've seen plenty of he pictures where he vaccine. doesn't have his mask on um, and stuff. But he, uh, I was going to say, say what you want about Pope Francis. And a lot of people do. He, I don't know if he. Actually, I, I think point. you should not. Say he doesn't like, seem like one. weak spirited. Like, I think he, he get, you get the idea in his head oh. about going to visit Iraq. And he's just like, yeah, let's do it. Right. Yeah, no, he, I mean, that that is something that I think even a lot of his critics recognize is he's very um, po pope potent and like pope assertive. Tent. What? So pope. Yeah. Tent. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, obviously he has a certain assertiveness and potency that you didn't really see. Well, I mean, I, I, you don't compare popes, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's a bit more of a go-getter than. Yeah, and it. Um, it I think maybe I mean, why not go visit? Like it, you, 
they they deserve to see the Pope as much as the rest of us, which who knows how much we actually deserve to see the Pope, but you know, it, uh, why not just go there? Why not go to the Iraq? Yeah, I'd rather I would do it. So he got the vaccine. Are um, you getting the vaccine? Yeah, I mean, I am not. I don't think I'm eligible, right? Yet need to. Uh, um, I don't know. Sure, I think I might only have to get one, Zach, because I had the virus. That's what they're saying now. That's what they. So, I like, saw the virus on, is your uh, first shot. Garbage television, CNN said that uh, a new study showed studies shown that if you had the virus, you may only have to get one vaccine. Which because don't they? Wow! Don't they? Well, isn't so one jealous. of the vaccines them just giving you the virus and then them curing the virus? <laughs> That's how aren't they? Yeah, they're like they give you the virus and then yeah, they cure like it. We need to give it to you later before we can cure it. You're like, okay. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't really know the rules. I know that there's a prioritized rollout, and that I'm kind of far down the list, which is convenient because I'm yeah. in no hurry to get the vaccine. Um. But, you know, I mean, maybe when the time comes, hey, you know, why not? But um, I am happy to give my place in line to anybody who wants it for now. (laughs) That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I know it's funny because, like, everyone's just looking for things to be mad about. Like, first, they're like, the vaccine, you know, is full of this, that, and it's so bad. And it's, it's like a tool for the new world order. And then they're mad because they're giving it to the people in Guantanamo. And I'm like, well, okay. Again, like pick a struggle. Which is it? And then um, it's always, you want to be like, so right. I know. I'm always like, wait, so they're, you're mad because they're giving it to the Guantanamo. Did you want to get it? And the person's like, Oh no, I'm not. I was just reading about how blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, okay. Then like, I mean, at least like if you have consistent views on things, you will be mad like half as often, right? Like why would you find two ways to be mad about the same? I'm, I'm not going to get you know, that. I mean, you know, like you, you're multiplying your, I'm not going to get, get a ration. Your vaccine and I hate that they're getting what? it to Guantanamo prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Basically. One of the eggs, and obviously these, the people who think this are probably, you know, God bless them. When the when how they're like, one of the arguments I saw was, you don't, you shouldn't get it because it like changes your, your DNA, and then you aren't like DNA. It, you, that must mean you're not made in the image and likeness of God. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like that's where. Right. No, it's saying that you're no longer proper matter for the sacraments, like particularly of either baptism or holy orders. And I guess confirmation, um, that's what happens when you really yeah, understand, a, uh, yeah, a super understand philosophy knowledge of theology. When you, yeah. When you've well, definitely the done like the good, reading. When, like we're not, as we've explained and, you know, most of our listeners now, all of them, cause they're super smart. Like, the image and likeness part that we share with God is the intelligence and the will, right? We don't share the, yeah, it's the, it's, yeah, it's the soul. It's, so it's, like yeah, it's, it's immaterial. Like, and that's also, I mean, can, is not explained growing up as much, but like, we're not made. It's not like God is like a body up in, up in the sky. You believe in a man in the sky, uh, it, but like a body that we right. all sort of kind of look like. Uh, yeah. So we're. Right. Like your soul is not made up of matter. Your soul doesn't have, it doesn't occupy a place um, because it's immaterial or you could call it spiritual or whatever, but it's, I mean, so it's real because it's, it exists, but it doesn't exist in the, it doesn't occupy 
space. It does not made up of matter. And so nothing that you do on the level of matter can like alter the nature of your soul. Now you can of course have the sacraments, like those are things that, that do, you know, breach the, the tears and, you know, and you can impact the spiritual. And of course, um, you know, operations of the soul can impact Mm -hmm. the soul, you know, and those can be played out with the bodies like sins and things. Um, but yeah, you can't, I mean, this is the same, this is the same problem with certain formulations of evolution is that they think that the, um, the experience, the material experience, the things that take place on the physical level, um, alter and reshape the immaterial forms, the soul of, of the object of the thing. And that, you know, if, if X, Y, and Z happens over hundreds of years on the level of matter, that on the immaterial, the non-matter realm, things will change. And, um, so, I mean, yeah, it was odd to see people suggesting, I mean, cause again, your DNA sequence is not your soul. Your soul isn't in your DNA. Um, the soul isn't that, that is not the soul is not, it doesn't occupy matter. So there's no technology that will ever be able to identify it because our, all of our technology mm-hmm. exists on the material level. So that's what it's, I mean, it's similar. You get these kind of cringy things where like scientists have proven the existence of the soul and, you know, it's like you could demonstrate the existence of the soul through, you know, the laws of physics, perhaps, you know, you could do some kind of something like that, but you're obviously not going to be able to like through a microscope, find the soul. Cause it, you know, a microscope allows you to see things that you can't see with just your eyes. And the soul is not something subject to sight. Like you can't ever see it. So, you know, <laughs> people be wiling out. Yeah. Making a mess. So yeah, that's a, maybe a, that could be the, a new thing we do every now and then is just Pope Francis news. Yeah. I mean, we are the pro Francis. The New Yorker has people. a piece called how a young activist is helping Pope Francis battle climate change. Molly Burnens wants the Catholic church to put its assets, which include farms, forests, oil wells, and millions of acres of land to better use. But first she has to map them. Yeah. New Greta just Uh, dropped. She, uh, is she, I mean, is she really, is she just like a new Greta? Um, well, it says she's, a, she has been a deeply committed Catholic since she was 21 for a year or two when she was in college, she considered becoming a nun. Did she, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I later don't, though, I don't know as she grew increasingly concerned about climate change, boring, sorry, her ambitions broadened, ambitions broadened, and she began to think of ways in which the Catholic Church should mobilize as a global environmental force. There are 1.2 billion Catholics, she told me. If the church were a country, it would be the third most populous after India and China. The church, furthermore, is probably the world's largest non-state landowner. The assets of the Holy See, combined with those of parishes, dioceses, and religious orders, include not just cathedrals, convents, and Michelangelo's Pieta, but also farms, forests, and by some estimates, nearly 200 million acres of land. Um, yeah. I mean, this is like one of those things, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily against the sentiment, but like, I, I fear that sometimes these things are like that argument where it's like, the, the Vatican should sell all of its paintings and give this stuff to the poor, you know, which one. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you wanted to phrase it like in terms of how the church mm-hmm. should utilize the land that it has, um, you know, it should make the world more beautiful oh, yeah, and sure. draw people closer to God. And I think that, to a certain extent um, if that's going to include obviously not making a mess and littering and stuff. Um, and then, you know, given maybe the pressures that the church is under from yeah. state authorities, um, you know, maybe trying to go a little off grid sure, and do some uh, solar power would, uh, 
Like maybe that would make the church more able, you know, more able to operate with less um, state interference. So, I mean, you know, I think that there's ways to spin this, that it could be good. I'm not opposed to it at face value. I think the like knee jerk reaction to anything relating to like the environment or climate change is sort of um, like, it's, it definitely gets clicks, but like, it doesn't, really lead to good decisions like you don't have to believe everything that they say about climate change to you know be able to collaborate to some extent with these people so when she says she wants to map the land holding she really yeah yeah she like legitimately Columbus, that right? she wants to map the the land holdings of the catholic church which should be cool i don't know i feel like people are going to start getting uh getting a little jealous if they see that. Cause that's been so much like, I mean, a big reason that Protestantism even exists is because of land. Like these local rulers wanted control of all the church's lands. And so they invented a sort of theological justification that allowed them to have that. And so then we have Protestantism. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, do we want to bring attention? And most of the land the church has is literally like, right. And those churches, land are, the churches are on. But, well, yeah, it's just one of those, like, quantifying that could spell out bad news for us. Because I, I just think people, again, 1.2 billion Catholics all need a place to go to Mass um, and school and all that kind of stuff. And so then when you quantify that, though, on, like, one big balance sheet of how much land holdings there are, that I think people yeah. just wouldn't get it. Yeah, like, yeah. Why would they need that much? And it's like, well, if you could do it by square footage, we're going to need a certain yeah, amount you've already, to give everybody she are, a spot like in, to say. Her, in the article, they already talk about how there's 102 billion Catholics. So, just that. Uh, well, that's I what she says, that's Zach. I, what did I say? 102? Maybe 1.2? Oh, yeah, clearly just 1.2. 102? Um, sorry about that. 1.2 billion. So, that's a lot, like you said, that's a lot of people that need to go somewhere. Do you want to, uh, before we get out of here, do you want to do the, we did it on Patreon, the, uh, the Mabry minute where I play the sound and it's where you do the, wait, what was that? Like the, you know, it's like, just like a one minute of you, like say, like say fast talking stuff. Like you're doing like one of those hits where it's like, so-and-so is this and like all these guys are doing is this where yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. play a sound I just, and i try to call go along with it last time but i wanted to get it that okay yeah okay i was like why do i not remember this i was like what like how many <laughs> well, i was irony poisoned while we were recording i don't all remember right. it here we go ready all right yeah let's do it here we go if you or Oh, no. Someone you oh no, nothing's coming to me. Alright, wait, we'll stop it. All um, right, all right. Wait, okay, ready? We'll do it well, again. Once it, okay, here it goes. <laughs> yeah. This has been the Roman Circus Podcast. A weekly podcast where we discuss the issues most important to you as Catholics living in the world. Together, we bring to the forefront the current events affecting this world, the different complexities of... Uh, it's not you know, it's all right. We'll work on I that. That's just a little... You know, it'll happen at some point. Yeah. It's really like... It's yeah, good we'll music. Work on it's that. upbeat. Just, just letting people know that's what's... A lot of... <laughs> we got a lot of things in development over here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting really good at this podcasting thing. Uh... Yeah. All right. Well, hey, um, that's what's happening with Pope Francis. Glad to be back. Hope you all enjoy Candlemas and then the next few weeks before Ash Ashed Wednesday. Is that what we say? Is that what we say? At yes, the very end Ashed of that Wednesday. Day, like, this has been an Ashed Wednesday. Like just to finalize it, like you've been Ashed. We should just start saying okay. Ash Wednesday and see if it catches on. <laughs> yeah.
I like that. We'll start now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So pretend I didn't do that. All right. So yeah, uh, we, it's been Candlemas. So if you all had a good Candlemas and just know it's a couple weeks until Ash Wednesday and, uh, that's right. Before you know it, you'll yeah. look at, you'll wake yeah. up and you'll say, "Wow, it's Ash Wednesday," if, uh, and you know, that's the beginning of Lent. There it is. So you have time to plan, give some things up. Don't don't use the pandemic as an excuse to skip out on penance. Yeah, make it count. I'm going to give up going out to bars and drinking. Yep. There it is. I uh, I'm. This Friday, I, is. I might be meeting up with a guy I haven't seen in quite a long time. Uh, yeah, a, f- a feller. And, oh yeah, uh, he wants to go to this. He wants to go to this. Uh, I don't know, like this, like outdoor brewery thing. And I was like, "Well, do they have any?" I don't drink. Do they have anything else? And he's just, just right. like, "I don't know. You can get a coke or something." And I was like, "You know what? That's very logical. Very, you know." <laughs> You get a nice. You could get an iced Coca Cola. You can get a nice iced Coke. So yeah, I love it. I love it. It's perfect weather for um, an iced right, Coca Cola. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. See ya.